Hey guys, welcome to this week's Money in Investing show. This week we are looking at the subject of buy now and pain later. That's right, the buy now, pay later industry may seem like a get out of jail card for many families in this tough economic time, but there is a price to pay down the line. We'll give you some tricks and tips to help avoid that pain and set you and your family up for the best 2023. See you in the show. Hey guys, welcome to this week's Money in Investing show with me, your host, Andrew Baxter, and as always, my offsider and co-host, Mitchell Laurential. Thank you for having me on the show, Mr. Baxter. Pleasure to be here as always. Always good to see you. Unfortunately, not a pleasure of the topic we're about to chat about now. We're heading into Christmas. Here we are in November Mm. at the time of this recording, and uh, probably some Christmas presents are on the shopping list at the moment, some food, (laughs) some wine, some celebrations, whatever it may be. And the real challenge for people right now is to use that buy now, pay later cycle, which we can probably deem as a buy now, pain later type cycle. Nice segue. That's probably your best for the last few months. I'll give you an A plus for that. Somewhat intelligent this time, not just humorous, but we'll see how we go. Buy now, pain later. And I think that, yeah, that's a great one. And I think as we get to this side of Christmas where, you know, a lot of families are under budget um, stress, as we've seen this year with the higher cost of living, higher interest rates, higher mortgage payments, you know, higher rent, everything else going in, in the wrong direction for a lot of consumers. Um, that temptation to just get through Christmas uh, and maybe hitting buy now, pay later to do so is something to be extremely wary of because uh, it certainly has a massive sting in the tail for the new year for a lot of people. And I think as well, it's important to put some some context around this because we've been speaking of Afterpay now for probably, what, two or three years, pretty much since we started. Mm. You know, back in the day, Afterpay, you'd maybe buy some sneakers online. Mm. But fast forward now, you can literally buy a round of drinks with Buy Now, Pay Later, or you can even buy a voucher for a grocery store. So- well, that's right. I guess, you know... <laughs> My, my view on buy now, pay later, I think I've documented pretty well over the last few years and, and, and to all intents and purposes, I think to the large extent, is predatory lending. Um, you know, you're finding people that are, um, well, look at the demographic first up. A lot of millennials is skewed towards that and that convenience of having a nice, easy, simple to use, tech-driven solution to smooth out lifestyle versus cash flow is it, a very natural fit for that particular demographic. And, and that's, I guess, the, the happy hunting ground for buy now, pay later. But as we've moved into more challenging economic times uh, for Main Street, uh, it would seem that, yeah, the the human nature and its ability to innovate how to use something uh, to get a good outcome, or at least what would seem to be a good outcome, uh, landed front and centre on buy now, pay later. So if you think about groceries, for example, and I think I'm writing saying you can't pay for your groceries right now using buy now, pay later. You can buy vouchers, though. But you to can the buy a voucher at the supermarket, say a $200 or $400 Woolies voucher or Coles voucher, which you can use buy now, pay later for to then pay for your groceries. Yes. So it's a way, I guess, for a lot of families, and there's more and more statistics to support this, uh, where literally just getting by week to week, um, you know, they're finding buy now, pay later is the place to go to. Um, and, and, and whether that's predatory or unconscionable, we'll, we'll see as it moves through the system. But the, the numbers and the statistics of the pain, uh, hence the buy now, pain later uh, comment, uh, is very, very real. And that's really starting to rear its head. So yeah, it's, it's a big problem. We've documented it as being a big problem in this podcast and various other trainings that we've done over the last two, three years. Uh, and it's one that hasn't gone away. And as yet, still the regulator, still yet to catch up with it. So difference between credit cards for a minute, AB, because credit cards, typically a big use around Christmas time, right? Credit cards, obviously there's an interest component if you don't pay on time and there is a credit check, they're not easy to get, right? 
Yeah, look, it's it's a qualified form of lending. Uh, you know, the bank or financial uh, institution that's issuing the card uh, will do a fact find to see what their model would suggest is your affordability level and give you a credit limit on your card uh, that's commensurate with that. And as always with most new relationships with a financial institution, typically that level will be relatively low to start with. And as you show yourself to be of good character and you pay on time and all of the associated risk reducers that financial inst- institutions look for, then that credit limit will then be increased. So buy now, pay later on the other hand, of course. I think Afterpay, they don't have any credit checks whatsoever. No, Zip Pay do. They do. So Zip uh, actually do a financial uh, health check, uh, which is yeah a different set of lenses I suppose look through as compared to, uh, to Afterpay where there is no check. You literally, there you go, how much do you want? And uh, the stories that start to emerge, and I guess you've got to take it with a grain of salt sometimes when you hear some of these stories. Uh, we've got people that are in financial difficulty where they pay off their account and then they get offered an even bigger uh, credit limit uh, next time round uh, to, to better spend more. Well, here's something for you. So after pay, for example, if you pay on time, mm. they'll automatically increase your spending limit. Whereas, so you don't have to ask. It just happens automatically. You have to actually ring up to get it decreased. Whereas yeah. Zip, on the other hand, you actually have to apply to have it increased. Okay. So there's a different sort of, I guess, can we say code of conduct? I suppose you can within uh, those two businesses and their philosophies, which again is very different from the regulated side um, of financial markets. And you know, to that point of regulation, um, the fact that buy now pay later isn't properly regulated is on a technical measure insofar as because they don't actually charge interest on on the amount that you're spending they're not deemed as giving you a loan and therefore they kind of tiptoe between the raindrops uh, and, and avoid the scrutiny of either APRA or ASIC or whoever the appropriate financial regulator may be in the country they operate uh, and you know, it's one of those things in life, if something looks like a duck, walks like a duck and quacks, it's a pretty good chance it's a duck. And it is a financial product, let's face it. They're giving people the ability to spread their payments over a period of time, which is a form of loan, even though there's no interest bearing component to it, and it ought to be regulated. That would be my view, and it's something I've spoken to for the last two or three years. And and, and now it's beginning to come home to roost the, the absence of regulation and what that's really doing. And, you know, Talking about regulation just for a minute, you know, a lot of people, particularly uh, the mavericks in society, we don't need more regulation. And look, I'm a free marketeer, I'm a capitalist, and I think sometimes our regulations can be excessive, uh, um, to say the least. But there needs to be a rule book and a playbook for people to adhere to. And probably the best example of this, you take the crypto space and anyone that's a crypto investor has been actually handed their backside this year. Uh, And, you know, look at the events of FTX uh, and the demise of that business. So you've got something that was worth, you know, what, 30, 40 billion and is now worth donut. Um, There's no financial measures in play. There's no controls. There's no management procedures. The the, the, The new CEO who, to all intents and purposes, is an administrator that's been appointed is the guy that presided over Enron, which was probably one of the bigger corporate collapses of our lifetime. And he's gone in there and said, like, he's never seen anything as bad as this in his 40-year career. So for those people who say, oh, your crypto is great because it's not regulated, ask someone that's done their backside with FTX whether they'd rather have something that's regulated so their money is largely safe. So regulation is important in financial markets because companies can't be trusted on their own volition to do the right thing. Definitely not. Um, so if you then get off my soapbox as far as regulation <laughs> is concerned, um, look at the actual numbers of the pain and misery 
in the afterpay uh, or buy now pay later space and specifically afterpay. So if you look at the bad debt level that's running there, it's around 13.9 percent in 2021. And I would suspect when we see the stats for 2022, given you know the economy's in a bit of a tougher place, uh, those numbers would be significantly higher. Yeah. Now, for sure. how does that compare to say the Commonwealth Bank uh, and and some of the bad debt levels there? Well, if you look on a comparable basis, bad debt on credit card. Uh, with Commonwealth Bank is about 0.5%. So you've got 13.9% bad debt uh, with buy now, pay later, and specifically after pay, and 0.5% on a Commonwealth Bank credit card. It's about 1% on a personal loan. So there is, by a considerable order, um, you know, a much more significant level of bad debt being carried in the buy now, pay later space because it's unqualified lending. You're just saying to someone, yeah, you want some money? Here you go. It, that, when you put it that way, that that's crazy. And to think that one in seven users of buy now, pay later have more than 20 loans, mm-hmm. chances are they've got some bad ones in there and they're probably getting stung pretty bad. Correct. And and, and then the, the I guess the issue is that people pay off their buy now, pay later loan by getting a personal loan or another form of lending in there. So they've gone from being in an interest-free environment to now it's costing them to service that debt. And, and it, it, it's really hard because if you're in a situation in life where you got to put food on the table and you're in a really dire and, and and there are a lot of people out there in this situation where the immediate priority is to keep the electric on is to be able to put food on the table for family if you don't have options open to you and you are really struggling to make ends meet the allure of okay well it's not going to cost us anything to borrow this let's just do that and then we'll work out how to pay for it on the other side is an easy fix and again, I go back to my initial assertion that I feel that it is predatory lending, that these groups that perhaps have fewer options are almost being exploited by uh, using this particular medium for their transactions. And and I'm really minded to, I did a, an interview with Nick Leeson earlier this year on the podcast, oh, I can't remember, it was probably back in, oh, when was it, August, September time? I reckon, yeah. Uh, yeah, arguably one of the most infamous traders in the last, uh, last 50 years. And one of the things that Nick talked to was obviously the issue he had with his five eights account. He ended up, you know, creating a billion pound loss for the bank he worked for through some uh, illegal trading and so on. Um, but the psychology behind it was he had a problem. He was covering up for some losses and mistakes that his staff members have made. So to get himself out of that trouble, he booked the trades to a hidden account and he managed to trade out of the Eric account and zero it out and was a hero for doing so. And he, I've dodged a bullet there, never again. That's when you pack up shop and, and leave, right? And, and, and you go, okay, I got away with it, I'll never do that again. Sure enough, a couple of weeks later, you're back in the same boat, and this time, yeah, it really did get out of control, and that's where the legacy of Nick comes from. Now, in the same way, if you've used buy now, pay later to get yourself out of a short-term fix, and if you don't have options, you, you, you kind of will grab anything, that's okay, and if you manage to get yourself out of that fix, what you've got psychologically at the back of your mind is, okay, when times are tough, it worked last time, we can always go back to there, maybe do more this time, uh, and, and it gets us around Christmas and the kids can have some presents and you know, we can buy some overly inflated food and drink for, for the Christmas table, which is you know, the situation a lot of people are struggling with right now. And, and if you go to that buy now, pay later, get out of jail card to do it, 
don't forget there's a big bill that's going to be coming you know, in four easy installments uh, in the new year and that's got the capacity to really reframe it from uh, by now and having a good Christmas to an awful lot of pain in 2023 uh, and it's quite sickening when you sort of sit on the sidelines and see this is happening in an environment where at this point in time there's no regulatory cover of that industry to stop predatory lending. It is really sad. And you think about the, the hardcore numbers, AB, around one in five on average missed payments on buy now, pay later. So if you've gone hard over Christmas, which as yeah. you said, is the allure and the temptation, it's really not the way you want to start the new year in 2023, is it? No, no one's thinking about that. It's rather like when you're having your ex drink, you think this will be fun and it's the hangover the next day, which is maybe less fun. Uh, and, and that's very much, you know, the, I guess the seasonal tilt. We're all going to have a few drinks, I'm sure. Um, but, you know, the one that gives you the headaches is the one you probably want to avoid. And I think from a from a financial standpoint, um, that... It, and it's, it's really hard to sit here without probably rubbing people up the wrong way and saying this. If you don't have choices, you'll grab anything, and I get that. If you're in a really desperate situation, that seems like it's to get at a jail card, but it's not really. It just delays the pain down the line. And I think sometimes the decisions we make in the foreground financially can have some some longer-term issues as you go down the line. You know, it could affect your credit rating, for example, your ability to then better borrow money, get a mortgage, all that sort of stuff down the line, um, just because it was such an easy solution that was tantalizingly dangled in front of you, um, you know, as, a, as almost a predatory loan. Uh, and that's that's what I really object to. So that, that short-term fix that may be alluring a lot of people mm. over the Christmas period yep. can then often, well not often, can sometimes turn into a habit and then you find yourself in a cycle. So just talking to those people now specifically, AB, if anyone's caught in that cycle of consumer debt, be it credit cards, buy now, pay later, what would be your advice? I think it's uh, one of those things that you've got to eliminate as quickly as possible. You know, one of my early mentors, Robert Kiyosaki, always talked about there's good debt and there's bad debt. Not all debt is the same. Um, but that's bad debt and you've got to consume it. It's something that you've really got to eliminate and, and work on eradicating. Um, comes down to tin tax and we talked about this in terms of money moves a few weeks ago. You know, you've got to have a budget. You've got to stay within that budget and, and learn to save to, to be able to create wealth. And again, I'm very minded that there are people that aren't in a position where they can save right now because the running costs of their life, not through necessarily a level of extravagance or, or decadence, just the sheer cost of living rise and the pain that it's, it's, it's reaping on, on our, on our people um, is preventing them from being able to basically earn more than they spend right now. Uh, and so what do you do? Do you hope that prices come down? Pretty unlikely as we go forward. Um, if you're renting, you can expect, for, you can expect further you know, rent rises from the landlord. If you've got a mortgage, no question about it, it's going to get more, more expensive to service that. So what are your options? And unfortunately, buy now, pay later is not one of them because that's really on the problem side of the ledger, not the fix, although it's dressed up very well to look like it is the fix so the, the the issue as we as we lead into christmas ab for anyone out there who may be considering then using buy now pay later to get through the period mm. of time that we're at what would you suggest doing otherwise it, because you still want to buy your kids presents right we all want a mm. nice christmas again you look at the shift in society i'm really going to sound like an old duffer in a moment but you know you look at the shift in society there's so much pressure on parents due to social media and peer pressure at school and so on and so forth um to to to, to buy more and more stuff and, and i know this better than anyone i've got five kids uh they're young kids so you know the sounds are still coming and uh, and 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 everything that goes with it and there's a huge amount of pressure on parents out there to make sure that their kids are happy, 
money doesn't equal happiness. Remember that, um, and have the latest things so that they fit in and they avoid you know getting bullied at school or cyber bullying and all the stuff that we have to contend with in today's world. And sometimes I think maybe a step back in time and having you know a less I'm not going to say less opulent Christmas, but a little bit more of a real Christmas where there are fewer presents but maybe more meaningful um, is is possibly a fix for people. Make something. I remember my, my you know my old man used to be in the garage making stuff for me for Christmas. I worked that out subsequently because I'm doing the same thing for my, <laughs> my kids down in the barn at the moment. Uh, but you know that that sort of stuff. I know you can, oh you can't do that, but you can. And if you're in if you're struggling financially. And, and, and again, if you're a parent, you know, it's almost heartbreaking. You see the dough that you spend on the Christmas presents and then rip it all open and almost, especially the young ones are almost more interested in the box that it came in than the actual gift itself. So if that's the case, scale it back. And, and I know that it sounds like Scrooge-like advice, but then for that 30 seconds of joy as the kids are opening that present, you might have two or three or four months of misery on the back end trying to fix it up and pay for it. And is that an equal trade-off? I don't necessarily think it is. You've got to live within your means. And, and that's getting harder and harder for people out there due to the, the broad rising cost of living, not just simply because it's Christmas, but I think it's going to be exacerbated quite, quite considerably uh, over the coming weeks as we move into that festive season. And I really feel for people. But, you know, this is the Money and Investing Show, and our job, I guess, is uh, our mission, our purpose, what we do this for is to try and give some level of practical advice that that people can follow and unfortunately some advice falls on deaf ears and some advice is stuff you don't want to hear but making a future for you and your family creating wealth is not a five-minute job it's a long-term game and if you get yourself set up where this christmas you don't blow the budget and you actually are starting the year maybe slightly in the black rather than in the red and owing money it's going to give you that possibility for next year being a great year for you because you've already started the hard lesson the discipline and 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 budget isn't pain and this is the biggest thing for people budgeting isn't pain budgeting is a test of character to give you uh, a delayed gratification of the things that you actually want later in life simple as that and if you budget now you will get what you want out of life down the line you might just have to wait a little while for it and it's just a test as to how strong that real desire is to have that down the line and i think you know just cutting back a little bit on the christmas spending is is potentially one way of doing it and avoiding that trap of the what would seem on the surface an easy fix of buy now pay later it's not going to cost us anything there's no interest you're still going to pay it back Rather than buy now, pain later, pain now on your own accord and then live the rewards for that forever. Yep. And I know it seems like it's back to front, but sometimes everything in life seems back to front, doesn't it? You know, you've got to put the horse in front of the cart if you want to be successful. Tough time. And I think, you know, there are a lot of families out there, um, again, that I think are going to do it really tough this Christmas. Uh, and I really feel for people that are in that position because in many instances, it's not their fault. It's a set of the circumstances are there. But going to the buy now, pay later well, creates a problem down the line and that will be awful. AB, great advice today. Great cautionary tale. Thank you for sharing your, your wisdom today. Absolute pleasure. Anytime, Mitch. There you have it, guys. Make sure you give us a rating and a review. And I'll ask one more thing. If you know someone that could benefit from learning more about what we've just talked about here to avoid the financial pain that can come with buy now, pay later, make sure you share this podcast with them. Be a great gift.